Go Seek, Episode 4. Say what you will about the Germans. Hey, look what I found. It's my year in review. You know, the one that I've done every year starting way back in 2023. Actually, this is not a year in review. This is just a few random musings because I wanted to say hello. And I feel like I can't do that effectively if I'm not shoving a bunch of unedited verbosity down your pie hole. Here's what's in here, just in case you want to skip to a certain section or skip a certain section, or just read the section headers and tell all your friends that you read it. You know, like I do with the New York Times, Edutopia, all the Apple press releases, and the emails I get from everyone except you. I would never do that with your emails, because you are special, and I value our friendship, marriage, collegial acquaintanceship, former relationship, restraining order. Chapter 1. Too Many Hats, A Case for Specialists. So let's start with something education-related, because let's face it, everyone's got an opinion about education, because everyone, except for the entire House of Representatives, apparently, has received an education. From my anecdotal research, I have been able to confirm that everyone's opinion is correct and or wrong. So congrats, you've figured out how to fix educating our next generation. But if I could put in a quick request as a teacher, a school lead, uh, adjunct professor, I would love it if we might just be able to wear a few less hats in the classroom. Now, I I, I get it. I I really do. Schools need to work within a budget. Apparently, schools have had no money for that since schools began back when we conquered the dinosaurs. But teachers are actually highly skilled knowledge workers, not generalists. And I would put in a plug for letting teachers teach what they're supposed to teach. Now, here's my thinking by way of an example. Earlier this academic year, I was teaching a six-week unit on body systems. I teach the Kenyan equivalent of fourth grade, so we're learning all sorts of cool stuff related to how our bodies work. Curious about my experiences as a male teaching sex ed? I've got a link for you. Hop over to the newsletter. The unit was full of great inquiry. Each child chose a different body system to research based on their own curiosities. We had anatomical model assembly races, composed raps about the skeletal systems, studied and created voiceovers, wrote stuff. It was fairly well integrated across disciplines, if I do say so myself. But one thing you might want to know about the school that I teach in is that there's no art teacher because we have no money for that. So it's left to the classroom teachers to teach art, which approximately zero of us are qualified to do. And since that's the case, we all just sort of do art. There isn't really much teaching involved on our parts. My first integrated lesson uh, in art was, I thought, kind of okay. Bringing endorsement, I know. We created a silhouette of one of the most important body parts, uh, the most important parts of the body system that we were studying, and then sifted through magazines, which are surprisingly hard to come by in Kenya to find images related to that body system, and then we created a collage. Now, the next integrated lesson was drawing, and, well, I don't have much to say about it, except that if you run a school and you expect art to be part of your curriculum, for all that is good and holy, please hire an art teacher. Make money available for that, because actually that's your job. This is what students are capable of producing when you do art while teaching a body systems unit. Now, if you're listening to this, you're going to have to navigate over to the newsletter to see the glorious illustration that one of my students produced. Um, I, yeah, the caption reads, anatomical inaccuracies aside, it would appear that this person sat on a duck, but the bill is still sticking out of the anus or 
possibly the anus is distended. Who's to say, really? I have the beholder and all that. Chapter 2. The Germans get it. My goodness, do I miss efficiency. I miss it so bad. I feel like crying multiple times a week as I'm mourning the hours lost, just sitting here waiting for things to happen and or people to show up when they say they would. You know, the whole integrity, keeping your word thing. My waiting on tag identifier in my task list is embarrassingly long. And the older I get, the more I start to realize what does and doesn't matter in my life. And simply, I value my time and I respect the time of others. That's rule number one for me. I don't have as many flexible hours in my day as I would like because teaching, that's how the kids do it, right? They say because and then put the thing without the of in there. I think that's how they do it. Though I'm told that apparently I have the same number of hours per day that both Abraham Lincoln and Helen Keller had. But I think if we're being honest with ourselves, we all know that the jury is still out on science. What time I do have, I want to use with intention and purpose, even if that is intentionally creating a space for my brain to wander and have an argument with itself. For all the struggles I go through being a dad and a husband, I treasure that together time that we have. And I expect the boundaries that I put up around it to be respected by both me and by others. I found that here in Kenya, there is a relationship with time that for those of us that make it a priority to respect other people and their lives and relationships outside of the ones that are immediately in front of us at the present moment, creates an unfathomable amount of friction. Now, I'm the type of person who is on time. I'm the type of person who you can rely on to keep his word. I'm on time because I value other people and their lives and their responsibilities. And I know that I am just a small part of their bigger picture. And unfortunately, that's not the cultural norm here. And it is so incredibly difficult for me to cope with. It breaks my heart a little bit because it makes me want to just continue working and participating in environments where people consider how their actions impact others. Other people are relying on me to be on time, so I will make that a priority and get up a few minutes earlier. I wish for that every day here, sadly. Now, we had the glorious opportunity to travel to Germany over our winter break. And though it's not really winter here, so I'm not sure why we call it that. Actually, you know what? I'm not sure if we do call it that. Anyways, I never wanted to leave. You have stolen my heart. Or, as the Germans say, Now say what you will about the Germans, but I was in heaven. A restaurant said it was going to open at 9 a.m. and it actually opened at 9 a.m. Not 9-ish, which here translates to around 10.15, but actually at the time that was posted. People drove safely and efficiently and worried about other people on the road, not just themselves and where they were going. People knew how to queue, which for some reason here confuses people to no end. Waiters took our order and let us know then and there if something wasn't available. Our food arrived as expected and in a reasonable amount of time. There were a few auto accidents and drivers actually pulled over to the side of the road to exchange details. Novel. Systems were in place and systems that were respected and it was just, it was pure magic and I can't believe I am even writing this right now. These are the most mundane observations of what I had been used to when I was living in America, but I find them missing here and usurping the bandwidth that I'd rather be using for something more productive or helpful. Uh, there's now a, a picture of my son um, participating in a photography exercise and uh, the caption reads, my young budding photographer son really nailing it with cultural commercial commentary on the social holiday seasons here in Germany. I believe his exact words were, Dad, this is a beautiful Christmas outfit, and I should take a picture. Um, and he is 
standing in front of a lingerie store and a sexy Santa outfit. Picture now exists in his photo album. Also, just FYI, Germany itself as a monolith, which I recognize it very much is not, is freaking awesome. The cities were a fascinating mix of historical preservation from ages ago, an acknowledgement of past atrocities, and a model of modern, sustainable living. We passed fields of solar panels and wind turbines, and the Bavarian countryside is just stunning. All of these people were like two feet taller than me. There was cultural diversity in their food. If I don't have my time to do with as I see fit, what do I have? New Year's resolution. Use the phrase, you're wasting my time and my time is not yours to waste. How to win friends and influence people. Nailed it. Chapter three, chat GPT in schools. If you are following the education landscape at all, AI made a big splash this fall when chat GPT was released and became available for all to use. If you don't know what that is, this isn't really the place for me to explain it to you, but in brief, it's basically an AI chatbot. You can ask it questions or make requests of it in writing and it will produce for you. It is insanely good at many things. And if you haven't toyed around with it yet, I'd recommend it. Now, multiple of my university students submitted their final papers by plugging the driving question into the AI wizard and turning in the results. And here's what AI hasn't seemed to figure out yet. How to build an author study based on selected children's picture book authors whose work spans a minimum of a decade and a half, utilizing at least four examples of their work as pillars for analysis. Now, I will say that the essays were fascinating to read and rather unfortunate to grade. Just out of my own morbid curiosity, I cut and pasted a few of these papers back into the AI robot that had written them and told it to grade itself according to the criteria that I had set forth in the rubric for the students. It was even more harsh than I was while marking up. It literally, like literally, literally, not figuratively, literally, it literally failed itself on every single one of the essays that it wrote. And I'm not quite sure how to square that one. There are a lot of conversations around this technology in schools right now, and it's so new. Some districts are embracing it, some are banning it. And honestly, I haven't been with it long enough to have formulated a strong opinion yet, but I hear the, this is the same argument that we had when calculators for math were brought up and cell phones and the internet for history were brought up. I hear that side of things loud and clear. And I also hear the, we need to know how to write. It's the fundamental skill for communicating in our modern age argument. I hear both of those sides really clearly. And maybe I'm a bit of both. I don't know. I, I love technology and I love embracing it. And I also adore teaching writing and am mostly aghast at the quality of writing that's coming out of many of the students these days. At some point, maybe I will share a few snippets of writing that has been turned in to me at the university. And if you ever want to feel horrible about our future generations as written communicators, I got just the thing for you. So long paragraphs, short. This is a really interesting topic to be following right now. So much more than the science of reading dung war that is being flung around in the elementary school circles. Not that that debate isn't important, but it is so politicized and journalists are weighing in as experts. It's a mess. The pendulum is always somewhere, I guess, and right now it's really far off to one side of the how do we teach someone to read debate. Note, this newsletter was entirely generated by chat GPT. Or was it? It wasn't. Maybe. Hmm? And here are this week's links. It's great to have you here. Links related to Kenya. The disappointing state of aggressive tourism that is back following the pandemic and an important local cultural activist 
Edwin Chiloba is murdered, put in a metal box, and dumped by the side of the road. This week's reading recommendation is an interesting article, uh, a post on a teacher using chat GPT to create a lesson plan that they then taught. Um, and photograph is of my daughter in Germany. Thanks for being here, everyone. And I'll catch up with you when I catch up with you.